The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. It is still just me, and I also want to issue some apologies because uh, we were supposed to have an episode last week. I really don't know what happened, um, to be frank with you, because everything was recorded. Um, I think it was just poor communication on my part. Um, I guess it had to be it. You know, it had to be on my side, so I apologize for that. Um, yeah, it's, normally I'm, like, pretty on top of it, but, um, yeah, it was just a bad, it was just not a good look for me, so, um, this week, I will add, I will mention last week's, uh, Players of the Week, just so you guys know, we won't do a voting for that one, but, uh, just so you guys know, last week's winners, and then, um, so, of new headlines, so I'm not, talking about the old the stuff from previous episode just because now it's been it's been over now, over that now um and plus there's more interesting things to talk about this that happened this past week over <laughs> over that um no debate topic just because like i feel like this might go a little bit longer um i'm i'm saying that now but i'm not entirely sure um recap the round of 16 of the champions league as a matter of fact it is wednesday so i just finished watching real madrid uh, eliminate Liverpool once again, and it always feels great to say that. Announced this week's players of the week as well as last week's players of the week. Uh, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend, and uh, give you guys my closing thoughts on uh, something interesting that happened involving FIFA uh, recently. So, uh, pretty, I think a pretty eventful episode. Hopefully, hopefully it goes along. But um, once again, I just want to apologize um, for. Not dropping an episode last week, um, just because uh, it's a lot of things going on. But yeah, man, um, that's on me though. I'll, I'll take the L for that one. But yeah, uh, what's going on in my life? Obviously, um, last episode, I last time I recorded, I mentioned that I was going to Missouri to t- for because the academy was taking on St. Louis SC and and uh, Kansas City. By the way, St. Louis, amazing facilities that they have. An amazing, the stadium is beautiful. Um, so it was really cool to see all that. Kansas City, I didn't really get to see much because we were a little bit, Kansas City's academy facilities a little bit further away from their actual facilities, um, for the first team. So yeah. Um, and then just update now. Um, I, I recently came back from, uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, Academies took on the Colorado Rapids and then this local local academy over there in Colorado in Denver. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Colorado very cold. Uh, I will say that super cold. Um, the other thing I would say is also the altitude is is no joke, man. I got really lightheaded. I don't know if it was a combination of being like jet lag um, from just the flight, which is you know it's a one hour difference from Texas. But I was also like the that was definitely got to me. It really bugged me. Luckily, our great trainers over there, over here at the Dynamo Academy, um, definitely took good care of me, gave me a good aspirin, so I can uh, push through. But quite the weekend, um, <laughs> quite the week to say the less the least. But but yeah, guys, I'll make sure to be a little bit more on top of making sure that you guys get episodes, um, especially because this episode is a really big one because we do I have a we have a pretty huge announcement. Um, this week so we're gonna go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with the rest of this episode hey everyone it's ryan from no credentials required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at belly up sports 
SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, so big announcement. This episode will be sponsored by Kanzuri. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says, must be six feet. Maybe your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it will make her taller than you. Well, I got the short kings covered with today's sponsor, Kanzuri. Kanzuri makes shoes that make you up to two point inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence too? We're all the same height, lying down anyway, if you know what I mean. For a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with the code INFC at Kanzori.com. The site is already 30% off. With our code, you get an extra 15% off. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show and check them out at C-O-N-Z-U-R-I. Dot com and use the code INFC. Not only do Kanzori sh- shoes make you up to two point inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not old man Velcro shoes. You'd get compliments on your Kanzori's even if they didn't make you taller. They have styles for every occasion too. Smart, casual, sporty, you name it. On top of 30% off the site, our listeners get an extra exclusive 15% off discount at Kanzori.com. With the code INFC, that's a total of 45% off your order. Use code INFC, INFC, at Kanzori.com. Go to C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com with code INFC. When I want to get high, I put on a pair of Kanzori's. Yeah, that's right, guys. So thank you so much for Kanzori for this great opportunity. Now, we got to talk some shit, man, right now. So... Headlines. FIFA's expansion. I mean, we already knew that in the 2026 World Cup, this would be an expanded FIFA World Cup. FIFA has also been fucking around with us as of lately, giving us how they're going to restructure the, the, the way the competition is going to be played. We've heard of groups of three, blah, blah, blah. And it, it just, it really got frustrating. Look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's how I always felt about when it comes to the World Cup. Let's just stick to the groups of four. As a matter of fact, that's what FIFA ended up agreeing on, which will be 12 groups of four. Pretty self-explanatory there. So this means there's going to be a total of 104 matches being played in the 2026 FIFA World Cup, which I am all about. And so if you guys want to try to figure out how is this going to help, how is this going to factor in when it comes to to the knockout rounds? Well, same things apply. First and second in each group does advance automatically to the round of 16, the the, the knockout rounds. I don't know why I said round 16. Champions League is also in my head. But... So, first and second, automatically advance into the knockout rounds, as well as the eight best third-place teams. So, if you guys find that a little weird, if you're someone that watches Copa America like I do, it's a very common thing, and it also used to, it also, I don't know if it still is, but for champion, for a Gold Cup, I think Gold Cup now has four groups, but in uh in 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 the in Copa America they they do the same rule as well so it's not nothing new to me I'm very familiar with it and to me it makes sense um it adds more teams it adds more drama it makes a lot of changes you know now you know if you are that third place team especially on that final day in world in the world cup in the group stages like now that adds more pressure like okay yeah you're third place but you got to make sure you can Either get another point to throw yourself on top or maybe fix that goal differential as well. So this adds more, more competition in the final days of the group stages because, you know, like I, like we've seen, well, this past World Cup was a little bit different, but we've seen where there's already two teams that got two wins. They're both, in, you know, got six points. You know, the, the last two are just playing for pride at this point. Well, that third place now has something to play for. That fourth place team that could probably jump over that third place team now has something to play for. So it does add more drama. I'm all for it. I'm excited about it, actually, as I'm saying this. Not only that, because it's the expanded World Cup, which means one thing for me, if you guys know, I'm Salvadorian, which 
FYI, if you guys are trying to figure out what Kanzori, I'm I'm Salvadorian. That means I'm I'm short. So I'm like I'm five foot six. So so if you guys wanted to know the 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 correlation with with this sponsorship, which I'm really excited about, I am five foot six. I'm short. I'm Salvadorian. Going back to the World Cup with this expanded roster, it helps other countries get a better shot at making the World Cup. I.e. El Salvador, El Salvador, who's actually been improving a lot recently in qualifying. It doesn't overall have been better. I think uh, Hugo Perez has done an amazing job with El Salvador. I think the players that they have gotten are really, really buying in and playing their style of play. So I think it's monumental of how they're playing. And the, the fact that they expanded the World Cup means that there's a higher chance that I'm going to cry like a bitch when, when the 2026 World Cup happens because it is a good chance that El Salvador can make it. I'm also, at this point, I'm super hyping up El Salvador's chances that it could either work for my advantage or it will completely and utterly fall fall back on me. So, which I'm all for it. It's really exciting. Would they probably get their asses beat in the World Cup? Most likely. But I am enjoying for what it is right now. So, let me have that moment. Just let me be. Don't judge me. Let me be. Uh, but, yeah. So, that is the FIFA expansion. I'm... I really have nothing much else to say. I, th- see, this is the part of like these ep- with these episodes where I kind of miss Edward. It's just that like Edward would have something to say at some point. But for me, I'm excited. It has more clubs. It has more. I mean, that clubs. It has more te- countries into the World Cup. The competition gets a little bit more dramatic, especially in those those final days, because now you're playing, especially if you're that third place team or that fourth place team that's kind of close. You know, like it it does open up a big chance that you can go into the world and move on to the round and that could cause some upsets, right? Like, I mean, just thinking about this recent, this last world cup, like some of those third place teams that we thought were going to be better would have been, had a better opportunity in the knockout rounds. Now we can finally see if that is the case. So that team that couldn't make it because of, of the fair play rule. Like now they have a shot that team that, just didn't score that that goal differential really bit them in the ass like that's all these things are gonna benefit them especially if they can finish in that top eight in that third in the third you just gotta be not the bottom four teams as far as third place goes like that it's a high probability yeah is that a lot of teams yes you can say but i think it adds some more drama it adds more competition it's just something else to play for so i'm all for it i'm really excited about it can't wait 2026 i mean it's going to be a huge world cup you're already adding the expansion the expanded world cup now you're adding this caveat to it it's going to be in north america usa mexico and canada so it's really exciting that that all this is happening in this world cup and what it means to u.s fans i'll i'll talk a little bit about u.s soccer in a bit but just like everything that's coming with it USA, please don't fuck this up, man. We need to make... I'm not saying win the World Cup. I'm not saying win the World Cup. I'm saying just be competitive in this World Cup because I think that this is going to be a big opportunity. This is going to be a really good shot that we could do something here really special in 2026. So I'm glad that FIFA has has has, has finally sticked to what... has decided what they're going to do this World Cup. I think that they just stick with the groups of four, you know, the three group matches, and then obviously the knockout rounds. 104 games, that is a lot, but I I will be watching every single one of them because this is my life now, and so I'm all for it. Uh, but continue moving on to the next headline, man, we got Barcelona. Look, <laughs> I, I'm saying this with the biggest smile on my face because you guys know Barcelona is my rival, especially as a, as a Real Madrid fan. Um, and, 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 like, I've I've said it. Many times that I felt like Barcelona get some calls toward you know toward towards their way and, and um maybe I should should shut my mouth at this point because you know I've also heard people say that about Real Madrid, but there's been times that I've always felt that like the officiating has gone towards Barcelona's way, and it's one of those things where you you're you say it people think you're crazy. I thought I was crazy. Um, and, and then now we're, we're getting this, 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 this bomb hit on us that I might be right. And and so if you guys don't know, there has been an investigation going on with Barcelona paying referees. It's just crazy to think I might be right on this one. Uh, 
Am I right? Look, match fi- match fixing, paying the refs has always been something that I think has has happened over the years. I believe Milan got caught with that as well. Um, Juventus, there was a whole scandal about Juventus' scandal as well. So if match, you know, ref- match fixing has always been a a a a a big blemish on the game. But it's just because of. I think this is a little bit different because this is a team that. Is is a rival to me. It has caused torture to me for for some years, and um, you know, one when I'm when my team is finally being able to be good, and I was hoping that maybe I have like a few years of mediocrity from Barcelona, uh, and they they go ahead and rise from the ashes like the like the fucking phoenixes that they are. Um, does this have to do with their recent their recent performances? No, it does not. But the fact that like well anyway, so the the investigation has shown that. That Barcelona has essentially been paying refs, uh, specifically one referee, um, was the one they well, they only highlighted one, but you know, um, that they have been fixing matches from 2001 and 2018, and that is a good chunk of a lot of success in Barcelona's history. Um, and it's just like things that you would highlight is that Champions League knockout match against against Chelsea, where everything that che- like Chelsea was just getting. Everything called against them, like nothing was going their way, and, and it, you know, obviously, you had that moment where you know uh, Drogba, you know, is yelling out "fucking disgrace," it's a fucking disgrace. Um, it, that's one of the first things that came into my head when, especially when you're putting, you're thinking of those years, 21, 2000, 2001 to twenty eighteen. That is, you know, a lot of Champions League titles. That's a lot of Liga titles. That's a lot of Copa de Reyes. Alleged, so the, Barcelona's defense, at least that's their their plea, is that um, oh, it's it, we're we weren't we were paying the we were buying paying the refs for the scouting reports, which okay. The only reason why I find kind of that kind of sketchy is because the fact that like I don't think you necessarily have to pay to get scouting reports. I think that's something that is accessible. To, could it's something that I I'm I'm sure that if you request it, you can get it. Um, it's like getting game film, you know, if it's like some, like, all right, using my, my experience working right now in, in major league soccer, um, in academy games, like they record all the games, you know, all the academy matches and we don't necessarily bring our own ca- camera equipment to, to the road games. So usually the, vi- the, 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 ho- the host team provides us with the footage so we can obviously review, uh, film and, you know, analyze the film and all that. So like. Uh, I think obviously if they're able to make that very accessible and I think also like, you know, when referees, I think if there's like any like, uh, dis- uh, what's it called? Any, uh, issues with referees, like, you know, with calls and all that, you know, we're able to file complaints and it's once again, very accessible. It's not, not like something you can't like, you know, do immediately. And so like the point I'm saying this is that if you needed a scouting report, uh, about referees or whatever the hell their their use their excuses, I'm sure you don't have to give seven million euros to to get that that information. That's just my thought. But like I said, I'm I'm just glad that I'm not that I, I that I am probably not crazy that I'm totally not crazy about this. Uh, so I can sleep well at night knowing that I I was probably right about Barcelona fixing matches. So. I take that as a win for myself. That is a moral victory on my behalf. Um, so, so, so that is with the Barcelona scandal. This is going to be the big chunk of it all. Um, we talked. To, this was actually one of the first things I've, uh, I've I've talked about when we came back. And uh, Jesus Christ, man! So, Claudio Reyna. Okay, look. So to paint the picture again, so apparently the Reyna family is fucking crazy. That's all I, we gotta say, at least initially. Um, so obviously going back to the two thousand two two thousand twenty two FIFA World Cup. Well, okay, let's go. Let's go even further back. All right. So if you guys don't know, Claudio Reyna, son of Gio Reyna, you know one of the promising U.S. national team stars that we that the U.S. currently have, um, currently plays for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Obviously, you know, Claudio Reyna, Claudio Reyna I, I don't want to say U.S. men's national team legend, but he was a really good player for the U.S. men's national team. Um, he, you know, him 
and Greg Barhalter were both from Jersey. Um, you know, they played in, you know, they played in U.S. soccer together. Um, and then their, 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 their wives, they played, they played together over at, uh, I believe it was UNC. So that's the history of the Reyna family with Greg, with the Burhalters. Also, uh, his then girlfriend, Rosalyn, is now his wife. So just, just so we have that covered. All right. Now fast forward to 2022, FIFA World Cup. Um, you know, obviously all the drama between Greg Berhalter and Gio Reyna had came into light. Uh, being that, you know, Greg Berhalter told Gio Reyna that he would be taking, would not be, would take a minor role in, in, in the World Cup that he is not expecting to use him a lot. Um, and obviously that, you know, pissed off Gio Reyna. Um, he had a shitty attitude at practice, you know, to the point that apparently it affected the locker room. They had, they done a, they did a vote on whether or not to keep him in the World Cup, uh, to like just let him go home or let him con- stay with them in Qatar. All this drama that was going on behind the closed doors of eventually Grog Burhalter without actually saying it said it. And, and then obviously I said some, I said some things about Greg Burhalter not taking that back. I still think he's a fucking moron for that part. But obviously Gio Reyna, you know, obviously professionalism is, is a thing. You're young. You're gonna, you're gonna have another World Cup. You're gonna have another opportunity to showcase it. Now, and would I have started Gio Reyna? It depends. The thing is, technically, like, I mean, we're not, re- he's not really playing his position with the U.S. Cause obviously he's a, he's a cam, a number 10, and Greg Berhalter doesn't use a cam in his system. Um, so he, normally he plays on the wing and, I'm, I mean, I personally, it's kind of hard with the fact that you have Timothy Weah and, and Christian Pulisic on the wings. Um, I, me personally, I probably would have put Timothy Weah up at, at, at the nine spot because at this point, the nines weren't doing much anyways. I would have put Timothy Weah at the nine spot, uh, had Christian Pulisic on the wing, and then I would have had Brandon Aronson on the other side because I felt like he, he, he did enough to, to show his worth. But, you know, Gio Reyna could have also been thrown over there on that side because he's also got that dog in him. But anyways, all that drama, I digress on that part, but all that drama. And then, you know, obviously after the World Cup, we get hit with this huge, huge bomb that apparently someone leaked some information out about Greg Berhalter. But well, before I talk about that, Greg Berhalter was going near the end of his contract with the U.S. Men's National Team. You know, U.S. Men's National Team was contemplating on whether or not they wanted to bring back Berhalter or go seek seek out another coach. If you ask me, I wanted to go seek out another coach because I think I think I've seen enough that I need to see from Greg Berhalter. That's just me. This has nothing to do with what happened. What's going to happen from here on out? This is my opinion. Did not I? I never liked Greg Berhalter. I'm just going to continue saying that just because I need people to truly understand. I didn't like, I've never liked Greg Berhalter. Um, has he done a good job? I mean, he's, he's won, he's won games. He's won t- trophies. Um, the world cup was very frustrating to watch, but I don't know if it's, nec- I don't think it was essentially his fault though. He did call up the players that he called up. And so maybe it is his fault. It, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. But anyways, so. After the World Cup, um, it is leaked out that someone that knew Rosalyn, which is Greg Berhalter's wife, um, going all the way back to the year 1992, he assaulted her uh, after an argument. Um, and then obviously that led to an investigation. And like I said, apparently the source came from someone that knew that knew Rosalyn, who knew Rosalyn. Well, Miss Danielle Reyna knew Rosalind because they were not only teammates in at college, but they were roommates. Um, and so <laughs> we start finding out a little bit about that the the Reyna family was ready to black put blackmail to blackmail the U.S. U.S. Soccer to fi- to get rid of Greg Berhalter, which to be fair, I don't think they needed to blackmail. U.S. Soccer to get rid of Greg Berhalter. I think Greg Berhalter did plenty uh, enough to prove that he probably shouldn't continue being the coach. Once again, that's my opinion. But they throw in this scandal, and and, and so 
they did they did an investigation on the assault. So for you guys to if you guys don't know, I'll I'll tell you what happened. So well, I didn't I don't I'm not gonna tell you I don't tell you what happened, but from what I read, from what I read, um, Greg Berhalter and Rosalind got into an argument uh, at a public place. Um, they went they they went outside. They continued to argue. It, it got physical, and then he kicked her. Which sounds kind of stupid if you if you think about it, because you don't know. Like I said, I wasn't there. No one was there. Uh, as a matter of fact, Danielle Reyna wasn't there. Um, so a kick could mean anything. It could either she he like when kicked her ribs or you know childishly kicked her in the shin. I don't. I can't tell you because I wasn't there. But he kicks her. Um, obviously, you know things things happen. They. They separated or whatever the hell happened. Um, and then after that, Greg Berhalter, realizing what he did was wrong, uh, went to go seek out help, went to help with deal with his anger. Um, and then, you know, well, clearly things, things worked out between him and Rosalind as they're married. Um, so he, he, he seeked, he seeked help. He, he tried to get redemption. He, he attempted to get re- gain redemption. Which, if you guys know me, I've said plenty of times at this point to nauseum that redemption honestly only matters to yourself and to the people that matter to you. The rest of the world can fuck off. And so, and that's literally what happened. That's essentially what happened. You know, he got his redemption because clearly he, he, he him and Rosalind are now married. And they're still married. So, they've clearly, clearly things are well between the, Bur- in the Burrowhalter area. But... And then, like, this is the whole thing with me with the whole can. This kind of goes back to the whole cancel culture shit. Like, yes, you know, you do. Uh, yes, what what he did was wrong, but you know, it was stupid. And I'm sure that he can he'll justify that. As a matter of fact, he he issued an apology, even though I I kind of don't think he needed to apologize for something that happened in 1992 that clearly, you know, was water over the bridge because uh. The person you uh, you you kicked married you, um, so you know. As far as I know, it's none of my business, and clearly they moved on. But the thing is with me, and, I, and this is the thing the thing that kind of can't I can't stand about this whole cancel culture shit is like you go look for old shit. Clearly, you're gonna find something that is, is that you that you did when you were young that you were very impressionable that you were stupid you weren't you, you know you weren't mature, and and and, and you're gonna throw that at them when clearly it's been years your 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 mind your mindset's different so like one of the examples that i've used is jerry jones obviously jerry jones is being was being criticized for a picture from back in the day back when segregation was a thing that he would he was in a picture with students that were protesting you know desegregating schools um which once again i think i believe it was like a picture of him in high school so, like, we can all agree that, you know, racism is wrong, but if you contextually think about it, and I'm not saying I'm, I can contextualize assault. I mean, the only thing I, I can, my only argument is that the fact, clearly they moved on. Clearly they were able to fix it. Uh, so that's my only issue. But, like, I'm like, kind of going using this as an example. Contextually, at that time, the norm was that you didn't, that, you know, you went to separate, that everyone had like their own building, their own school, their own bathroom. Not saying that it was right, but I'm saying that was the norm back in the day. And, and I'm sure that like, they didn't, some people didn't agree with that. And because that was the norm, you're cha- going out of the norm, even if it's progress. It, 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 you know, so, and like I said, he was, he, the only thing was he was in the picture. Like, there's nothing showing him, like, you know, yelling out and saying, you know, don't let them in our, in our schools. Like, none of that. There was, none of that was going on as far as I can see. Or as I can, because there was no video footage. It was a picture. But like I was saying, uh, kind of the whole point of that was just, he was young. It was in a time period where that was the norm. He was very impressionable. Clearly, it has been years, very much a lot of years. And he now owns an NFL team. Could he be racist? Probably. But, he, you know, clearly, if he still felt that way, I'm sure he wouldn't have African-American football players on his team. 
or at least going above and beyond to get himself some African. Or you know, okay, that's not changing the point that maybe he probably still is racist. I'm not, I, I don't know. Maybe he is racist. Maybe he's not racist. Maybe he never was racist. That so like that's the thing. So like my point is is that people are caring too much about old shit when they should just focus on the shit that's currently currently that's currently going on. Like we know that Don Ster Don was it Donald Stern Donald Sterling, whoever the Clippers owner was. Um, was it Dave? No, was what was the name of that Clippers owner? Clippers owner. Well, not Steve Bomber. Donald Sterling. Okay, I think we can all agree Donald Sterling is a piece of shit. I don't think that anybody is gonna disagree with me on that part. It, Donald Sterling is a piece of shit. You know, we had recent footage it was currently going on so like that's different versus shit that happened in the past is what i'm saying so kind of going back to greg burhalter i mean, jesus christ i kind of like deviated a little bit but going back to greg burhalter i think this is also kind of me to give like context to like non-soccer fans but so obviously this 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 thing came leaked out that they hey, were going to use this to to ruin u.s soccer and ruin greg burhalter frankly I don't think it ruined him in any way. I like I said, I I didn't want him as the coach of U.S. Soccer anymore, anyways. But obviously, when we think about this current world that we're living, everyone's gonna can't. There would be some people that would try to cancel him. Ironically enough, it's it's we're talking about soccer in the U.S. and maybe not many people got that news like that unless you follow soccer in the U.S. And but like obviously, all this drama happens after the World Cup. When you're starting to prepare for the biggest cycle in your national team's history, which is you're hosting the World Cup here in the United States, you have probably a very promising crop of players that could potentially make a good run in the 2026 World Cup, being that most of them will be in their prime, and there's still some very young stars up and coming that could possibly be making that roster. And... We're now currently don't have a coach because because of all this, Ernie Stewart, who I believe was the general manager, steps down, goes to goes to the Netherlands. I forgot what club in the Netherlands he's now the overlooks for, but he goes over there. The general manager, or is he the general? Yeah, I think Ernie Stewart is a general manager, I believe, and the president, um, Brian. It's one of those, one either or, but both of them end up stepping down. So your leadership is gone. Uh, you have no coach yet. Uh, I believe Anthony Hudson, I think his name is, um, is currently, you know, the the coach is is the interim coach for the U.S. men's national team. Um, but yeah, so you still don't have a coach. Your leadership is basically gone, and you have this the Reina family to blame because they were not happy that how Gio Reina was treated. I will say something. The, the the things I will say about as far as like Gio Reyna goes. My reasoning behind why I wouldn't have started Gio Reyna would have been just because of the fact that he, his injuries. He was dealing with some injuries and he just, I think, barely was able was cleared before going into the World Cup. Yes, he's a game. He's a, he's a game changer. He's a difference maker on the field. But obviously, you don't want to rush him right into the field. Now, would I have told him that you weren't? No, I wasn't. I wouldn't say you're not part of my my plans. I'm. I was like, I'll have you on the bench. Um, you know, the roster will change. Pure would change game by game because it's not going to be the same roster because you guys aren't superhuman. But like, it's just one of those things for me that like, obviously, Gio Reyna didn't handle it well. But at the same time, it's something that he has to deal with. It's his job as a professional athlete to take that and either rise from it or let it let that make the best get the best of him and clearly he let that get let that get the best of him let that bother him and and acted very unprofessionally and so that's on Giorena that should have that's all we should have heard not what we ended up getting which is finding out how annoying the Reyna family is Claudio Reyna Basically made it his mission, well, as well as Danielle Reyna, made it their mission to ruin Greg Berhalter. Now, I'm not Greg Berhalter's number one fan, but I'm not an asshole. And that's what the Reyna family basically were, well, actually are. They were tyrants, they were bitching, they were moaning. 
from what Greg Berhalter was saying when they had like the families of the players and during you know and all that, everybody was having fun, everybody was having a good time, except for five people, and that was the Reina family. Um, I like. I'm not going to say a lot. Of th- the thing is, when I look at, at Claudio Reyna, I, he looks annoying. That's my take, that he looks annoying. He, okay, like, uh, there's this movie, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. And in that movie, there's this guy that works for Ford um, that, like, what? That really has like a fucking punchable face. That is that is the phrase that I want to say for him because it's literally how I felt uh, throughout the movie when I saw him, which is like this dude has just like the most punchable face I ever saw uh, in that in that movie. And his name the the actor's name was Josh Lucas. Um, he does like normally he doesn't look like he has a, a punchable face, but in that movie the way he was like acting and the way he he was the the character was he got fucking annoying like very quickly to me and yeah his face was very punchable to me um but that just means that he just was a really good actor at that moment but the way he looked made me think of claudia reyna and and actually as as i say that claudia reyna claudia reyna to me does have a very punchable face um but the thing is with me and of all this that that's really bugged me Besides the whole blackmail thing, is the fact that they meddled. They got in it, the fact that that they thought that this tidbit of information was going to be so detrimental to 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 Greg Berhalter and U.S. Soccer as a whole, and, and not caring about the consequences. The consequences really truly being that you're literally going to fuck over the U.S. Soccer national team. That honestly, point blank, that's what it is. That's what literally they, that they didn't realize the consequence was. They thought their the, they thought their their end game was 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 pretty straightforward was to get rid of Greg Berhalter and hopefully bring a guy in that will play their son. That is literally what their their goal was. What they didn't realize was you have now made U.S. soccer a joke and some a job that is very not wantable. Like no, not many people are gonna want this job. Because of the because of the Reina family, like you're wor- like the craziest thing is you're now worse than Lavar Ball. Like I mean, we haven't heard from Lavar Ball in a, uh, in a long time, which is great. But like Lavar Ball was kind of in a, in a, in an essence in, a, in in some sort of essence was was kind of detrimental to Lonzo Ball's career, sort of because now he's backed off and now Lonzo Ball's injuries is was was detrimental to his career. But like that being said, though Levar Ball was ne- like yes he w- the thing I, I will I will I will say a little bit about Levar Ball at least he had the balls to speak out like you're going behind people's backs and doing all that shit like to me that's one that's bitch made I'm just gonna say that right there it's just bitch made that's my 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 opinion on that but at least Levar Ball had the the audacity to at least say it to you. It may have been outlandish. It may have been stupid, but at least the man had the balls to go ahead and say it. Claudio Reyna, I will personally tell you, was never one of my favorite players. Was he good? Sure. I I didn't grow up watching Claudio Reyna. Um, I don't really care for Claudio Reyna, but uh, you know, especially when I think about those those U.S. men's national teams. Obviously, the 2002 team, um, which was a very young Landon Donovan. Uh, you know. Demarcus Beasley, you know, I think of those guys. I think of Brian McBride. You know, I think of Eddie Pope. I don't, Kobe Jones. I don't think of Claudio Reyna, especially because you know everybody knows Kobe Jones is my goat. But as far with U.S. soccer, and, and so like your son is talent more talented than you. I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't care. I don't care what people. Yeah, you know, I th- I don't think this is a hard. This isn't even like a hot, hot take. I think anybody can agree that. Gio Reyna is better than Claudio Reyna. I think he has a higher ceiling and a higher floor than Claudio Reyna. Um, I, I I was like, I, honestly, well, the first time I saw Claudio Reyna, the first time I ever saw him was actually the 2006 World Cup. Because I really didn't th- think of him in the uh, one, 2002 World Cup. I wasn't really focused on soccer. 
I that was like where I fell in love with Brazil, and that was the final. But like in 2006, that's when I was watching it. And when I was watching the U.S. men's national team, I was just like, "Who the fuck is this guy wearing number 10? Why isn't Landon Donovan wearing that number 10?" You know. So like, it, that's like the the few the, the last time I ever said anything nice about Landon Donovan. Uh, well, I've said nicer things, but obviously that was also a time when I was actually a fan of Landon Donovan. But kind of going back to that man, like, uh, it 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 was just it was just. You you weren't def you were definitely not a a memorable pl- player for you for at least for me, May- maybe other people feel differently but that's that that's what I feel that's how I feel, but um, and the thing is though like like I said going back to consequences the consequence of of them doing this is now you made the U.S. national team job not not an ambitious role because you have a very young, promising core of players. That are going to enter their prime by 2026. You have a, a a a prospect pool that looks very good. I I bias with with my bias, but from years of other of of U.S. soccer, this is probably one of the, one of the most promising crop of young players that we've ever seen as U.S. soccer fans. And the World Cup is going to be in your own backyard. Like this is. This is a time to get like a really top coach, get this team playing with of with structure and discipline to utilize that talent to put them over that level that could definitely be not necessarily just going to compete in the World Cup, but maybe go out there and come be a competitor to the for the World Cup. So and and I think what Rain what the Rainer family ended up doing was definitely not necessarily ending that, but slowing that down, slowing that process down. Like right now, we're in this really big move point now, where we we can't we can't find a coach, we can't find a general manager, we can't find a president, um, because of how toxic that that job now looks because of the Reina family. Clearly, the, the their lack of professionalism impacted them so badly where. Claudio Reyna had to step down as Austin FC's general manager. Daniel Reyna, I'm sure, is getting a lot of, lot of, a lot of hate. But, and, and so, like, now everyone's looking at Gio Reyna. Everybody's looking at Gio Reyna and trying to figure out, uh, you know, what about him? What about him? What, what, what do we need to do with, with Gio Reyna? Should he be punished? Should he be banned from the U.S. men's national team? No. Gio Reyna has nothing to do with his parents. Now, if we find some, some, something during the investigation that, that points that Gio Reyna was, as a matter of fact, actually telling his parents to like, yeah, blackmail him. I mean, then yeah, maybe we should start looking at that. But Gio Reyna is still a promising player, uh, for the U.S. men's national team. He is, he's, he's at least being looked at by Borussia Dortmund. I mean, recently I feel like he's been benched, but, yeah, he you know whenever he does get to get to be on the field for Borussia Dortmund, he does show out very well. Um, so it's not necessarily his it's not necessarily his fault, but the problem is just the fact that like you the 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 fa- the Reina family definitely took the U- U.S. soccer and put it a few steps, definitely a couple steps back at their goal of making sure that this team is competitive in the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Which will be here in the U.S. And, and and that's the part that like pisses me off about the Reina family, is you 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 really ruin Greg Berhalter, and I think Greg Berhalter will be fine. I don't think anybody is going to condemn him for something that happened back in 1992. That clearly, it, it clearly is water over the water under the bridge at this point because of the fact that, uh. Well, the person that he he assaulted is is married to him now, um. So clearly, she forgave him, and that's honestly the only thing that really fucking matters at this point. Like, it wasn't. It clearly it wasn't as clearly it wasn't that bad. I'm I'm, I'm I gotta be careful here because we're talking about assault, but like clearly it wasn't that bad because of the fact that like they're married. Um. So to me, it's just awful that that. The Reyna family was willing to ruin this man's career over the fact that him and his son 
didn't see things eye to eye. Um, I mean, there's going to be some soccer fans that will tell you that they would have started Gio Reyna. Um, I probably wouldn't have started him the first game just to monitor his health. But once I realized this dude was healthy, I would have been definitely trying to figure out how how do I put him in the games. Um, and so, but like I said, the issues for me with Greg Berhalter, the reason why I would never bring him back to the U.S. men's national team is pretty straightforward. I just, I just feel like he did, he did well, but I want great. And so like, it's cool seeing him win CONCACAF, you know, the Nations League and win, win Gold Cup. Like, that's cool. But like, that's not, that's not the standard. The standard needs to be, you know, competing in the World Cup. And I mean, it was so frustrating watching U.S. soccer in the World Cup. Did they get out of the group? Yes. Did, do I feel like that was a, that was successful? Yes. But it was just very, very over. It was very overwhelming. Every over. It was frustrating every single time watching them play because you knew this team could be so much better, and they just weren't. They just weren't. Um. So that's the that's the frustrating part of all that. Uh. Is is exactly that. Um, so that is, that, that is what I, what I think about, about that. Um, and, and I'll, I'll go ahead and go right into the debate topic. Um, this debate is brought to you by Canadips. What is Canadips? It is a great tasting superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical and enjoyable and effective. All flavors, no tobacco, no nicotine pouches. That are spit free. It comes in five core flavors: wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, uh, and American spice. Crafted and manufactured in Humboldt County, California, the heart of the cannabis industry. So why does all this matter? Well, other alternatives just aren't good enough for guys today. They are either still addictive, or still messy, or taste terrible. So what is the secret about cannabis? They use a hundred percent. American-grown hemp combined with a water-dispersible technology so it absorbs rapidly. They've also developed a way to deliver CBD through the mouth that no one else has so that you can actually enjoy it. They use a coconut fiber and other all-natural ingredients in a, in a formulation, non-synthetic flavorings, no synthetic flavorings, and or other crap. So where can you get it? You can go to CanadipsCBD.com. And when you use use the code BELLYUP, you'll save yourself 20% off your purchase. Once again, if you use the code BELLYUP, you'll save yourself 20% off on your purchase. So once again, go ahead, go to CanadipsCBD.com. Thank you for Canadips being the presenting partner of the debate topic. The debate topic is pretty straightforward, man. Like, what do you do with Gio Reyna? Do you punish him? Do you what 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 do you do with Gio Reyna? And and I will tell you straight up, I think Gio Reyna is fine. As long as we know that he has nothing to do with what his parents did, I think we can move on from it. That's just my opinion. Because I don't want to punish him for something that his parents did. I I I rather I rather uh I'd rather his parents deal with what they're gonna have to deal with than than Gio Reyna, because clearly he is a, he is a good player. He he can definitely do something for the U.S. men's national team. So I and I'm not saying I don't I'm not gonna do anything with Gio Reyna because he he's a good player. I mean, some people probably just straight up say that, but for me, I just don't see the correlation with what his parents did and him being involved, unless there is some news that pops up eventually. That does prove that he was, as a matter of fact, involved with this blackmail uh, bullshit. Then I would be like, yeah, no, we don't need that kind of drama. Um, you know, we don't need that drama in there. So so that is that is my opinion on that. Um, but all in all, I, I, I really no, I think Gio Reyna still provides something to the U.S. men's national team that's that that is viable. And so that's the reason why I say that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I'm I'm fine I'm fine with Gio Reyna being in the mix. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, because I, I think I think Gio Reyna's fine. 
but my my issue my issue is more so with the parents than I am with you, Arena. So that's that's the only thing I will say for that. Uh, but so yeah, that is my thoughts, man. Um, if you guys, it'll be posted on social media. Uh, once again on, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Um, if you guys want to share your your opinion, whether you think that maybe it is it is for the best to to uh for for Gio Reyna to not be with the U.S. Men's National Team, or you think maybe uh or maybe you 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 think uh that that no we we need Gio Reyna in on the roster, you know share your thoughts over there. But yeah, uh, once again. Thank you to to Canadibs being the presenting partner. Uh, go go to CanadibsCBD.com. Um, use the code BellyUp20 to save yourself 20% off on your purchase. So thanks again. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with recapping the round of 16 of the Champions League. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free shipping when you go to Manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. Alright, and we're back. Alright, so the knockout round, the round of 16 for the Champions League is over. So let's go ahead and recap those final those final matches. So Benfica advances after being Club, Blue, Club Bruges 7-1. Chelsea advance after beating Borussia Dortmund 2-1. I did say I, I thought it wouldn't surprise me if they came back and, and won that one. Uh, Bayern Munich eliminates PSG 3-0. AC Milan eliminates Tottenham. You'd love to see that. 1-0. Uh, Manchester City eliminated RB Leipzig 8-1. Like, good God. Tell, talk about a tale of two games. First game was 1-1, and then the next game was a 7-0 shellacking. Um, Inter Milan eliminates Porto uh, 1-0. Real Madrid eliminates Liverpool. Six to two. God, I love saying those words. Oh man, fuck Liverpool. Um, and Napoli eliminates Eintracht Frankfurt five nil. So the teams moving on to the quarterfinals, which will be announced on Friday uh, when this episode drops. But the teams that will be, in case you guys want to know, will be in the quarterfinal draw will be Bayern Munich, Benfica, Chelsea, Inter Milan, Manchester City. AC Milan, Napoli, and Real Madrid. So the representation is there's two teams from England, one team from Spain, Portugal, and Germany, and three teams from Italy. So that is crazy to see that. I love it actually. It makes the, it's a little different. So it's great to see that part at least though. But yeah, so I'm excited. Can't wait for the draw. Obviously, next episode we'll react to the uh the drawing will also i will i guess and i will look at also the uh the teams that are for the uh for the other league the other tournaments so so there you go all right all right players of the week man players of the Week is brought to you by in the clutch in the clutch is an apparel company 
that has partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and the National Football League. Great shirts, great designs. Um, so I really love them. I, I love wearing those shirts. Very comfortable. Um, passes the Fat Boy Test from Kelsey Coyne of High Low Sports. Um, if you guys want to know what the Fat Boy Test is, uh, trying to reach something top shelf with the shirt and hopefully your, your stomach isn't sticking out. But great shirts, great designs. If you guys use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off your purchase. Once again, at intheclutch.com, use the code insert name at checkout. All right. So last week's players of the week, Edward had Mohamed Salah and I had Kylian Mbappe. So there you go. Those were our players of the week, uh, for last episode. Um, for this episode, um, Edward has Erling Haaland, who scored five goals. Good God. In Manchester City, 7-0 victory against, uh, against RB Leipzig. So just one hell of a game. Erling Haaland is, is a fucking cheat code. It is ridiculous. Um, so, so there's that. My player of the week, uh, for this week will be Victor Osiman, uh, who scored two goals in Napoli's 3-0 win against Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, two really good, promising forwards. I think Erling Haaland's obviously at a whole different level, but Victor Osiman, very sneakily underrated. I think people need to start talking about him a little bit more. But yeah, those are our players of the week. Once again, use the code insert name at intheclutch.com. Save yourself 10% off your purchase. All right, some games to look forward to this weekend. In the MLS, Houston Dynamo having their home opener against Austin FC. If you are from Houston, I will be at the game. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, if you guys want to hit me up, uh, I'll be over there. Um, and St. Louis SC taking on the San Jose Earthquakes. So that is in the MLS. In Liga Mekis, we got some rivalry matches, and I can't wait. Tigres taking on Monterrey. That is a very fun rivalry. It's very exciting, very tough. Gotta love it. And El Super Clasico, Chivas versus America. I love this matchup. I've, as much as, it, like to me growing up, especially in a Mexican dominant part of, of Houston, the Super Clasico is just hands down the time of the event, the, like the event. Um, at school, you had like the Chivas people, the America people. It was a straight up just split, like between those two teams. They're two very huge, iconic clubs in, in Mexico. Um, but always a great game, very intense matchup. Highly recommended. If you guys have never watched El Super Clasico, I highly recommend it. Really good game, especially right now because. Both these teams are doing very well, so make sure you guys uh, go ahead and and check that check those games out because they will be bangers. All right, um, in League One we got Toulouse taking on Lille. Lille coming off of a loss against Olympic Lyon, um, so so we'll see how how they do against Toulouse. Um, PSG versus Stade Rennes. And I'm actually adding another game because this is an interesting story to follow. But Stade de Reims taking on Martial. Stade de Reims, um, if you guys don't know, is every match they have to pay a fine um, because they're the coach that they have that they hired is uh, is uh, sorry, I got a text message from my work. <laughs> I got, uh, but anyways. Um, uh, <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, crap. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Very unprofessional. Uh, uh, but yeah. But yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but yeah. So talking about Slade Rams. So they're they're constantly getting fined uh for their coach because he is he's not like he doesn't have a coach license. Um, but this dude, um, is doing one hell of a job because Tyler Reams is actually doing very well in the game, in the league. If you guys don't know, that's the team that, uh, Florian Balogun, who is a promising American slash British player that Americans are hoping, 
Um, uh, that was like they were hoping that maybe he can go choose for the U.S. men's national team, but I think he really wants to compete for England. So, but he's a very promising player. Um, he is currently on loan at Stade de Reims. Uh, you know, he's actually from Arsenal, which is really exciting for me because I hope that he ends up staying with Arsenal. But uh, just with all the talent that they have at striker over there, who knows? Well, okay, I, I gotta take that back. Maybe not that a lot, not that crazy amount of talent. But anyways. That's just what's going on. But side of the rims. So every time this guy hits, touches the field, coaching, every time this guy coaches a game, Reams has to pay a penalty. And clearly it's well worth it because the guy is winning matches for them. So um, I just want—I just want to point that out. Just an interesting story uh, if you guys don't know about that. But go ahead and check that out. Um, in the Serie A, we got Lazio taking on Roma and Inter Milan taking on Juventus. So some really good matchups there. In the Bundesliga, we got Bayern Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich. And Mainz taking on SC Freiburg. In La Liga, we got Atletico Madrid taking on Valencia, who has been kind of flirting with that relegation zone. And speaking of big rivalries, Barcelona versus Real Madrid, El Clasico, is this weekend. I'm excited. I can't wait. Fuck Edward (laughs) this week because it is Barcelona. But I'm sure it's going to be a really good match. I know the last time Barcelona got the advantage over Real Madrid. Uh, but, you know, anything's possible. This is a big match for Real Madrid. This is a good a good chance to get some six, get six points uh, here. Obviously, if you guys don't get it, the win gives you three points. It, but Barcelona and Real Madrid are competing. That that means Barcelona loses three points and Real Madrid gets three points. Six points. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm doing too much. But, yeah. So, a real big opportunity for Real Madrid to try to cut cut that lead. Uh, a bit against Barcelona. And in the English Premier League, game to highlight is Chelsea versus Everton, but the real thing is obviously the FA Cup is also happening this weekend, So, which I believe Manchester City is playing Burnley. So uh, keep an eye out on that one, though. But like, but kind of going ahead and wrap up with the show, I'm going to ha- share my closing thought. And my closing thought this week, with all the craziness that has been going on with you know U.S. soccer, Barcelona getting hit with with uh fixing you know with paying referees and all that. Let's go to something that's maybe not as crazy. I'm I'm lying to you. It's FIFA. FIFA. FIFA 23. Um, so FIFA 23 has announced that they are actually adding the NWSL in their game, which is really cool. It's really awesome to see that they're adding the NWSL, especially with how talent a lot of talented players are playing over in that league currently. Um, a lot of players that play for for national teams, like very respected players, like Debina, and 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 uh, and, and and a lot of U.S. soccer legends like Rose Lavelle and Megan Rapinoe. A lot of big names, big names in women's soccer. You know, the go Christine Sinclair. A lot of big names that uh that are in there will now be in FIFA 23 in the club level. Obviously, internationally they're in there, but in the club level they will be in. FIFA 23, um, which, as a matter of fact, has now the up, they should have updated it already to add the NWSL, um, which is really cool. Um, my only thing would be that this probably should have been done a lot sooner. I feel like, uh, especially if you had the women's Super League, the the English Premier League, the English Premier League's uh, women's league um, in there. Like, how do you not have? And I and I think mainly because of the fact that like um, S- uh, Samantha Kerr. Was the the cover athlete alongside Kylian Mbappe? That's the reason why they they push for that league. But I mean, like, there's also a lot of great talented players that play in the NWSL, and so you're already adding that league. You already had like a lot of the players because of the of the the international women's, uh, the you know the international clubs, uh, the international clubs, the international teams, the national teams of the of uh, the women national teams are are in it. I don't know where the hell is going with that, but you had that. And, but like you know, you could have easily added NW. So I'm I'm just being nitpicky at this point. I'm it's cool. I'm gonna be playing with the Houston Dash as well, obviously. But um, it's it's it's, it's cool to have it. I just feel like it, it could have been done a lot sooner. Just just my thoughts. But uh, but NWSL now featured in FIFA uh, or EA Sports FC as, as it moves on from it. But all right, that is episode 125. I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website bellyupsports.com. Lots of great content over there. A lot of great blogs. A lot of great podcasts involved, like High Low Sports, Corner Booth Pod, um, Pesky Report, Broadway. Like just great, great podcasts all around, 
all the sports that th- that this great world has to offer. Um, also follow them on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Not your average <laughs> website. Um, shout out to Alejandra Gomez. She created the Instagram name FC logo. We love her so much, so we always give her love on this on this podcast. Um, if you guys need some logo work done, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Um, and if you guys need some logo work done, we'll shoot her a message and maybe she'll hook you up. Also, shout out to Roosevelt Spencer. You know, this guy does a lot of work for us. He, you know, you know, makes the beats, the intros, the outros. He usually does edit the episodes, but I've kind of been taking that over for a, a little bit just because of my schedule right now. But, once we get back into the norm, he'll definitely be part, be back to editing these episodes, but I do appreciate him all the time. He just amazing work that he does for us. If you guys love our beats, man, and you guys need some beat work, just some beat works done, whether you, you need beats for your podcast or YouTube channel, or maybe you're, you're a musician, you're a musical artist and you need some, something to put your, your vocals on. Well, head up Spencer on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. Yeah, episode one twenty five, uh, the redo. Um, catch us next. Catch me next week for episode one twenty six. All right, take care, guys.